uh, known as Buddy, to the two of us. This is Doug. Welcome. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Hope. Uh, Exciting to be here. It's uh, first guest, so no pressure. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing to live up to. You can do whatever the heck you want. All right. No, no. Yeah, there's pressure. So (laughs) don't mess this up for us, Doug. (laughs) Yeah. But no, no, no. I'm excited. Um, Thanks for having me on. So, yeah, we're super excited. You were our obvious first choice of our guest. So we're, I think, (laughs) Nicole and I debate everything. We always come to an agreement, but we did not need to debate having you as a guest. We debated if you would agree to being a guest. We're so excited that our own brother's on the podcast. Yeah, I guess guess we should probably say, so (laughs) it's the first time Doug's ever given me the time of day. (laughs) Well, no, I don't, uh, maybe. I don't know, but... (laughs) We'll get back to it. So Doug is my younger brother. He is one of the three Passione children. Um, Nicole is the honorary fourth Passione child. So uh, we're very excited. And Doug is first in their first in their hearts, though. I think is Nicole. No, it's you. (laughs) It's you. It's you, Doug. We hope and I had a conversation that this is going to be probably our best rated one. Anyway, so it's not just your mom. Jeez. All right. I uh, I know you guys have talked about, I guess, like origin stories of your friendship. I don't really remember an origin story between like meeting Nicole and and then the origin of the of, of Buddy. I don't I don't really. Yeah, so we call Doug Buddy, but we have no idea why. Why? Oh, OK, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, we were hoping you knew. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I know Nicole gave him that nickname, but I have n- no idea, no recollection. He's just been Buddy for as long as I can remember. And now I think I call you Buddy more than I call you Doug. You're <laughs> yeah, in my phone as Buddy. So. I, I know, I just realized buddy, that. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, Nicole, you remember meeting Doug for the first time. I remember meeting, yeah. We were... Um, I don't know. Did we meet freshman year or not till sophomore year? Uh, we definitely met freshman year. I know okay. we went. We 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 uh, we we went. Uh, we did homecoming. We were all no. That would have been that would have been your freshman year. Nicole's talking our freshman. Year. Oh yeah, no, no, sorry, what? my freshman year. You were still an awkward middle schooler. Two thousand and six. Block all those years out. <laughs> I remember. Happen. I don't. It was either freshman my freshman year or sophomore year and I was over at your house and you weren't home yet and it was still your old kitchen the was it just blue or blue and yellow it was blue and yellow (laughs) blue and yellow and and your you guys redid your kitchen and your garage door is now moved from where it previously was but I remember standing in your kitchen and Doug coming in that door and he just had this hair that was like, I don't know. It's like this big Afro. Doug went for yeah. a solid Jufro phase. Yeah. yeah. Very, very Jonah Hill, super bad kind of, uh, work. <laughs> super. That's a great <laughs> reference. Perfect. But, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, our next door neighbor called, uh, called it Epstein as in like, welcome back Cotter, which is a very old reference, but people of a certain age will, will, will get it. <laughs> I did not get it. It's like um, there's there's men of a certain age that will always say Dougie Fresh to me, which was a rapper from the 90s, if you guys are not familiar. 
I <laughs> never thought about that that people would say that. Well, yeah, it's like every there's like a, a suit certain like demographic that 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 they go to. They're always like, yeah, Dougie Fresh. So I never knew. I know everybody calls you that. I just never realized it was an actual rapper. <laughs> Where do you think we brought made that from? No, I just feel like okay, as a girl who has spent her entire life with people making plays on my name, like hope That's jokes. Hope jokes are like people's go-to when they meet me. So I just infer that everybody's name gets played with. Like, what can it rhyme with? What, you know, like what puns can I make out of it? I don't realize that other people, like there's like actual references. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, we'll have to get you some Dougie Fresh to listen to. Maybe that should be our intro. (laughs) Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh. We can see. can workshop it. See what, see what, see how you like it or not. Probably has low cost fees related to it for using it. <laughs> They're probably like, take it, please. Someone play it. It's probably what has it been? Music's been like a hundred years old, and you're allowed to just use it like happy birthday, general use tracks. Yes. Get right on that. I don't think it's that long. I think it's a, a lot shorter than that. So he, he may be out there. Who knows? Our next guest. <laughs> just the theme, just Doug's. That's the only people we have on. We only have guests of Doug's. Doug's actually been very, he's been trying to helping us out. He's listening to the episodes. He's given us feedback. Mm-hmm. He, uh, is showing yeah. up. I mean, uh, so far, so it's so good. I mean, it's uh, been been interesting to listen to, definitely. Um, I mean, there's some stories you guys have gone over that I uh, <laughs> I have not heard before. So um, Ooh, it was, uh, Which it was like. Uh, what like did you learn to, about us? Getting to know. Um, I mean, learning about Nicole's uh, story, Lee. The other day, I think that oh, was you didn't the know that? episode. Sorry, you don't keep stalking on Nicole's former crushes. You don't keep stalking. Yeah. Is I don't, but Hope does to yeah. fill me in on what's going on, which is so funny to me. No, I think the Facebook algorithm knows I've looked at their pages so many times that they just keep them in my like. They like always come up. So if any of your former crushes post anything, it's like the top of my feed. <laughs> well, because in high school, I didn't have a Facebook page. But you, you did. did. And I had your password. So I would use your Facebook to look mm. up people. So that's probably yeah. why. Join the club. You and you and mom, everybody's on uh, Hope's Facebook. <laughs> we should we should have been sending messages. And- mm, goodness gracious. <laughs> Doug is not. You're not a social media person. Uh, no, I have Facebook and I don't use it very often. I don't think I've ever posted anything. But it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting it- to see. Wasn't your people. profile picture like an armadillo or like a squirrel was, uh, for like years? It was a one of those generic wallpapers that like when you first get a computer and it was of a toucan. And uh, that's the picture I grabbed off the computer, put it on there for a little while. Just as a um, placeholder until I uh, got something good. But it was like years. Yeah, it probably went a little bit longer than uh, I had <laughs> anticipated originally. So... <laughs> But yeah, you can. People found me. Don't worry. <laughs> you are popular. So it was just nice funny because Facebook, when you joined, it had just come up with the like ability to add family and friends as like on your about me page. So it was like Doug Passioni with a toucan. <laughs> it was like very I relatable. I remember Hope being very adamant about us making that connection where yeah. it had to be like the right one. Cause like all these kids at school would just be like, Oh yeah. Like my best friend is my brother on Facebook. Like, haha. But Hope was like, no, we have to do it correctly. Like all of our, 
relatives have to be in their specific spots and stuff. So, well, like, all right, we'll do it. Was it was like we'll the 23 Me before 23 Me was an app. <laughs> <laughs> Hope was the you heard it here first. Hope was the original inventor of. I wish I wish I had that royalty check. No, I will, but I think that that's our relationship. I'm very type A. You're very not, Doug. Like, I was like, who are you talking to? It could be either one of us. <laughs> true. But I think you're like, I'm the ultimate joiner, and you're like the, you know, go with the flow. I'm like the president of the club. You're like not part of the club. Because <laughs> it's fair. not for any reason other than you're just like, no, I'm not interested in it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I think, um, I mean, for stuff that I am interested in, I think I'll jump fully in, but um, those are limited, <laughs> I would say. So, you remember um, the senior freshman pitcher? I do. I do. You, I remember you making a very big deal about it. <laughs> so, our high school yearbook every year did these photos of senior freshman siblings. So if you were a senior and had a freshman sibling, you could have your picture in the section. And it was like one of Hope's high school bucket list items. We had to be in the section because Doug and I are the gauge gap of I was a senior, he was a freshman. So I, and everybody did all these cute photos and they were always color coordinated and I'm so into this. And Doug did not want to cooperate. <laughs> he was like, take the photo because I'm obligated as your sibling. Mom, I got mom into it. And mom's like, Doug, you have to do it. So, and then, do you remember what we wore? I, I wore, I want to say like white, I think, right? Yeah, that's all I could get you to negotiate on no, in matching do not outfits. remember what Hope wore. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> Nicole's going to throw me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I remember the color. That's pretty good, I feel. <laughs> it was <laughs> All right, hope you tell what you wore because I can't. It was, a, it was a, top. a disco ball. It was a disco ball top. It was white with silver uh, reflective sequins. I'll have to see if I can find that photo. Well, it yeah. has to be in the yearbook. I mean, well, obviously, it's in the yearbook. <laughs> Hang on, let me so go get my won't. copy. Doug, do you, do you carry your copy with you at all times? I don't. I don't know if I've ever opened it, to be honest. Did you Fresh, move your... Freshman year. So probably throw that in with middle school. Just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> forget. It didn't happen. You don't care? You didn't move your uh, high school yearbooks with you to grad school? No. Yeah, I did not. I, I travel light, so those things are enormous. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't need them for like, I don't know weights or anything that we just have like barbells here so if i need to lift weights so i left them uh, left them at home yeah doorstop doorstop exactly well you have barn doors you don't even need a doorstop yeah i have a barn door here i'm not really sure uh, how that happened but uh (laughs) it's when you're last minute planning to come to a new new place and you're like oh yeah that's an apartment let's do that so. <laughs> so Doug is actually in grad school right now, which means I have to step up my game because I was always the academic sibling and now my brother's getting a master's. So I'm going to have to just get a master's. What are you going to yeah. get a master's in? And, uh, I'll figure that out. <laughs> okay. Not important. So, yeah, wow. so- but it's it's not competitive at all. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you don't have to figure out your major, but I mean, I was telling you guys the other day that I mailed out letters to 
to the game night crew and um six weeks ago and as of today none of them have arrived so <laughs> um, if anybody else out there is listening and gets a letter from me that was not addressed to you please just send it along <laughs> um, i'm very excited to see what the letter is i know yeah well, so, we may never know. We may yeah, never I may know. have to start over, or you know, years down the road, they'll uh, be like, "Oh, hey, look at this." Whoever Actually, lives in our house like ten years from now, <laughs> it'll be it'll be like a Hallmark movie where it like was stuck under the floorboards at the post office, and somebody will find it and try to like find the person it belongs all, to. All six of them were. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hope tries to turn everything into a Hallmark movie. I do. Right, especially this when it's a great it, plot. Do you, do you mind if we say where you go to school? Yeah, no, that's no issue. Um, I'm at uh, Western Kentucky University in, in a place called Bowling Green, Kentucky. So um, home of the, the Hilltoppers. Uh, that's why I wanted to bring this up. <laughs> what does yes. that even mean? Your mascot is iconic. Yeah, yeah. So the Hilltopper nickname comes from they had the school somewhere else in town and they bought the land at the top of the hill. And legend is that it went to move the school. They had all the kids take school supplies and just walk up the hill and move into the new building. So they literally topped the hill. Um, the more famous is, is the actual like mascot that runs around on the sideline where uh, he, he's called big red and he is just a red blob. Um, <laughs> that's a sp- closest wow. i can describe him um but he is he is like uh on espn and and all this stuff i think he's probably one of the more iconic things uh western has to offer but yeah it's just a red blob and um you know there's not really any defining qualities past it being red and big so <laughs> big red it's just my favorite thing because they really have truly built a brand out of nothing nothing like, your school puts that guy on everything. Yeah. So we have that. And then we also have a, a hand towel logo, which is just a hand waving a towel, uh, <laughs> which that's our main, our main logo, which I guess in the twenties, we had a, a coach come in for basketball and he wound up coaching basketball, baseball, football, um, Budget cuts. Women's <laughs> basketball. Yeah, I think they were just like, yeah, I'll do it. But he always had a red towel with him. So he would like signal his players and, you know, wave it at the ref and like pump up the crowd with it. So that's where the, the red towel comes from. So kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers have the yellow towels. Like everybody at the games has a, has a red towel. Wow. So there you go. But – you guys were, I don't know, we talked a little bit about um, sort of, I guess, the name choreographed chaos and like uh, any kind of experience that I've had with that. And you brought up mascots. So I wanted to talk about um, my time working in minor league baseball. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so queen, yes. I, worked, I worked for a couple different teams. And first I worked for a single A team, um, in Virginia, not too far from where we grew up. Um, Hope's been to a game. Um, <laughs> she knows what it's like. And it was a pretty low budget operation that we had. Uh, the stadium was old and it was, uh, owned by the County and, um, you know, the team, I mean, it's single A, it's not, not too exciting or anything, but, 
um, you know, we had all these kind of wacky promotions and, and all this kind of stuff going on. So I want to say one of the first days I worked, um, I guess it was opening day of the first season I worked there. I worked there for two seasons. Um, and they had all this stuff planned out for opening day in April. It was the first day of the season. You know, people are excited. This is the game they have the most time to plan for. And the <laughs> winter before, um, there was a fire in one of the facilities, in one of the offices, which I think it was like a small fire. They got it under control, like whatever, you know, just another day in minor league baseball. But, uh, <laughs> but now fires. <laughs> but also in the uh, in the room within that office was a uh, was the mascot suit. So it was sitting there until opening day. And, you know, like when you go to a bonfire or whatever and you get smoke on, on your clothes like that's what happened to the mascot suit and nobody noticed until opening day when the mascot guy, the guy who dresses up as the mascot put on the suit and like puts on the head and it's like basically full of smoke. So <laughs> he goes out and like, it, like they announce him and he like runs out there and then he like starts wobbling around, you know, and we're thinking like he's joking around cause nobody knows. And eventually he just falls over like, cause he can't breathe cause it's full of smoke. <laughs> and this is the first day of the season. It's like, here's the dead mascot on the field. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, we had this great plan. And, uh, you know, that's where we're <laughs> so, Was he okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back? Yeah. He was all right. I think, uh, <laughs> I don't think he made another appearance that night, but <laughs> they had a backup suit for, okay. for night two. And, uh, you know, while they got that one cleaned, of course, mm -hmm. which, um, but For yeah, I remember that night one, you know, fields all set up looking good. That was our job was to take care of the fields. But, um, so that looked okay. And then one uncle, uh, his name was uncle slam. I know very suggestive, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like grand slam, not like mm -hmm. slamming into things, but, um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. It's his wrestler name. Uncle Slam fell uh, fell over of smoke inhalation. So, oh as a God. member, as a member of the grounds crew, did you have to pull him off the field? Uh, as a member of the grounds crew, I did not have to pull him off the field. I can say we weren't just the grounds crew. I mean, with the small budget um, and just the small operation, we did a bunch of different things, including like custodial stuff during the game, maintenance work, um, all kinds of stuff. And that brings me to my other story that I had where we got a, on the walkie talkie, we actually stayed back. We didn't have a formal garage for all of our tools. So we were in a shipping container. Oh so that's where we hung out, which, you know, in April it's okay. But in July when it's 110 degrees and you're sitting in a shipping container, um, it is uh, less than fun. <laughs> so we get less a call over. We get a call over the walkie-talkie, and they say um, there's an animal in the stadium. It's like, why are you calling us? Like, <laughs> I don't know anything about animals. So they take us, or we go over to where it's where they're saying it is, which. There's bleachers that go up and then the offices under, are underneath. So there's like a, basically a triangle of space above the offices. Mm -hmm. 
and there's an animal up there apparently. So we find a ladder, our head groundskeeper and one other guy goes up there and they find a raccoon that is, I guess, like somehow gotten into the stadium (laughs) and is like hanging out up there. So we build a plan that we're going to get rid of this wreck. <laughs> you know, we can't just have it running around, I guess. That's kind of against the the safety rules or something. I don't know. But You didn't read the handbook. You don't know. <laughs> so um, the plan, the, he runs down to go get like some kind of cage. But, you know, it's a baseball stadium. We don't have a cage. So we have some like makeshift cage. And my job in this is just to hold the ladder. I stand at the bottom, hold the ladder, you know, make sure like no kids come wandering along and like climb up there and be like, oh, what's going on? Is this during a game? Yeah. So the game's going on. Um, And we are, I mean, there's fans in the stands, like, and there's also a raccoon in the stadium. (laughs) So... Um, they also thought there was a second raccoon, so they were trying to find the other one, but we'll get to that. So he comes back with this cage and he's about to walk up the ladder and this little girl and her mom come walking by and the little girl, I guess is like interested, like, Oh, what's going on? And our head groundskeeper is like, Oh, well, there's a raccoon. And she's like, Oh, that's cute. Are you guys going to catch it? It's like, yeah, we're going to try and catch it. Um, in this, in this cage or whatever we have and then she's like oh okay um are you guys gonna keep it as a pet and he laughs and he's like i don't know i think we might just make some uh some raccoon hats out of it and the little girl starts crying just just like standing there in the stadium crying because we're gonna kill this raccoon (laughs) and it's just like I'm just standing there by the ladder, like, okay, just like go up the ladder, catch the raccoon, (laughs) please. Our plan is uh, coming apart here, right? So, okay. So mom pushes her along. You know, she can cry somewhere else away from the raccoon. (laughs) We don't need to startle it anymore. (laughs) So they go up, they catch this raccoon and um, they bring it down in this cage kind of thing so they are going to go back up them two are going to go back up to look for this other raccoon that we don't know if it's there or not but what are we going to do with the other one that we have caught already um, in the meantime so somehow (laughs) it falls on me and one of the guys from the front office like a marketing guy or something (laughs) totally equipped we're going to drive it out like with oh, on one of those like four wheelers, like a gator. And we're going to drive it as far away as we can. So it will never, it, it won't know to come back. <laughs> right. So we can drive it like deep into the woods. We'll just go, go, go. And then eventually when we're far enough away, I don't know. I think somebody at some point looked up like how far away do you have to let out a raccoon before it, so it knows not to come back. Thank God or, for like, Google. that was my question so we put it in the back of the four-wheeler and we're driving and he is like driving as fast as he can (laughs) i guess i don't know maybe he doesn't want to be near a raccoon all night or maybe he is missing the game and wants to see it i don't know 
<laughs> so at this point, he's like driving, driving, driving. I'm sitting in the passenger seat and I'm looking back at this raccoon who's in this cage. <laughs> and he hits a bump. <laughs> so the cage flies up in the back and it falls over and the raccoon falls out. <laughs> And it's sitting in the back and he like slows down and looks back and sees it's out of the cage. And we're like, not going to put it back in the cage. You know, we were supposed to just let it out. So he starts driving full speed, right? Full speed to get as far away as possible. And I swear the raccoon looked at us and then looked at the ground to see how fast we were going and then looked back at us and then <laughs> looked at the ground, looked back at us and then just leaped off the side. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, off into the woods and then we turned around and there was no second raccoon. So that was always good. And then they were like, Oh, did you release him somewhere? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy where he's at. I think <laughs> very happy or broken legs, but he's happy. <laughs> He just jumped off at full speed, but he's looking and looking back and looking and looking back, and then just, <laughs> just off he goes. <laughs> it's like we had a plan to get rid of this thing, but you know, so that was about. It. You, well you didn't it. have a full plan. You had a puff. <laughs> <laughs> I will but say, that's about as far as our plans got, most of the time. So we went to several of your games um, while you worked here. Doug would always come home with these stories of like how much of a disaster his job was that day. So dad got, dad was like, let's go. And dad got tickets from mom and dad and I, we went to this game. I've never laughed so hard in my entire life as like the spectacle that was this game. And Doug worked in the grounds crew, so he's often out on the field. We took this as our opportunity to be like stage moms. <laughs> Do you remember this, Doug? We were screaming your name and cheering you on and telling you you weren't doing a good job and you missed a spot. And I've never seen Doug so mad yeah. in his entire life. It's so, also a promotion. Oh, uh, I was about to tell this story. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. So we, um, they had a, well, do you want to explain the promotion? Yeah. So there's a promotion where they call it tennis ball toss, where you like purchased a bag of tennis balls with numbers written on them. And then after the game, they would put out like hoops or buckets and then you would throw from the stands. And if you got your ball into one of the buckets, then you won a prize. So, you know, the fans who participated, would throw them and try and get them into the hula hoops or the buckets. So dad finds out. So dad goes to get like a drink or a snack and he finds out about this promotion. And I think he had heard you complain about it, Doug, because you didn't like it. And dad bought every bag that was left over. (laughs) Sounds like a horrible idea, by the way. Like it did not end well. Yeah, it, it, well, the three of us may have figured out a way to make it more fun. So he literally bought whatever. It was towards like the end, so they didn't have that many bags left. I want to say there was like 10. He bought the ball. The girl was very confused by us being this excited over this game. He brings them back, and Mom and I are like, what do we do with these? And Dad's like, at the end of the game, we're going to throw these on the field. And we were like, oh, okay. What we actually ended up doing is throwing them at Doug. <laughs> So he's out there having to try to like get the field taken down for the day, deal with cleaning up tennis balls. And we're 
not even aiming for the hoops. He was nowhere near the hoop. <laughs> we didn't care about the prize. We wanted to hit Duck. <laughs> yeah. And he was even more mad at us. <laughs> well, yeah. I think our, yeah, I think the marketing guys after that were like, maybe we need to make the prizes better. Because <laughs> <laughs> we came back several weeks later with our older brother and his oldest daughter and dad bought all the bags again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I think they figured out they need to make better prizes or raise the price of the tennis balls because <laughs> their groundskeepers having all these welts was uh, <laughs> was bad for business. It was a good moment that dad taught me to have good aim because he made me practice baseball with you growing up. So I had pretty good aim. So <laughs> For the win. Oh, I miss your minor league baseball days. They were uh, good times. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, le- I learned a lot. I mean, <laughs> but it was nice. an experience. Do you think anything that you learned during your minor league baseball days helped you in your ability to do escape rooms? <laughs> oh, um, yeah, definitely uh, attention to detail. I think, you know, we uh, <laughs> set up the field and it was nice for, you know, the two minutes before the game starts. And then once the players run out there, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. you know, yeah, so they they uh, tear it up pretty good, and then you know back at it, putting the pieces back together for the next day. So, but yeah, you want to make it look good, so attention to detail, um, and then you know from an escape room standpoint, attention to detail helps, but also being able to communicate and not not get in the way is is a good escape room tool. <laughs> Can we talk about that? We did an escape room last Christmas. Has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah. We did an escape room with your cousin who is also named Nicole. And we did, it was the most challenging one that they had. Right. Yeah. I think so. The most challenging one. And I would say collectively between the four of us, top notch team. I was an odyssey of the mind. One promise (laughs) of the year. That's right. There you go. And we, can we? I, I guess it's become a tradition to work with the game master as much as possible, or you know, develop a strong rapport. So at, at this one, we all assumed characters from the movie Cats. We did about Cats, yes. <laughs> Which you know, it was tearing it up at the box office at the time. Everybody was in love with it, so we were like, "Oh, we should all be Cats characters." So yeah, we don't. We're not an easy crowd in an escape room. Like, cause it's the four, so it's the four of us, the three of us that are on here, plus my cousin. And we, we are uh, a lively bunch of personalities. So the game master has a handful when we show up. But my question was at the end, when we all had to join hands to finish the thing, how would we ever figured that out without asking for a clue? I'm still a little upset about it. Touching each other. That's definitely a pre-COVID activity. <laughs> True. <laughs> Because there was two handprints on either side of the room and we kept pushing them and like touching them at different times and it never, we couldn't figure it out. And finally we had asked for a clue and he was like, oh, you have to all be linking hands when you touch them. So we all had to link hands across the room. But I'm just thinking, I think we were a pretty good group and we couldn't figure it out. Who the heck was going to figure it out? I think the average group that does an escape room is like team building. And if you're thinking about teams, like working together is probably that. I don't know if that's our definition. We were trying to win. (laughs) All right. Exactly. I've been on plenty of teams. We don't, we don't hold hands. (laughs) 
<laughs> is that not a regular occurrence on a athletic team of men? Um, I mean, we don't do it at work either. So apparently, she just goes around holding hands with people. Now we know. Yeah. I wish. No, I don't. I don't like. No. Oh, doesn't like touching people. Why did you say you wish? I don't. I don't like touching people. <laughs> Doug and I are incredibly different kids. Like just no. if you look at us. I know it's shocking information. If you know us, we're not that much alike. Um, and to this, I, I would say that since we've hit our teen years, we've gotten along. I know we used to bicker a lot as small youngsters, but we have learned to get along. Youngsters. We, yeah. You know, the Who youth. says that word, Grandpa? I mean... I have my grandpa t-shirt from last episode. Oh, you episode. have your grandpa t-shirt? Um, so I, what I, because like, we don't get along, we don't have like a ton of things in common. I think that that leans to the theory that our parents have that we still don't get along to this day, where I would say you and I do get along, Doug. But it's funny to watch our parents who think we don't get along. And really, we just keep up kind of a facade so that they don't know we're plotting against them. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're a little uh little concerned when uh when we get together, but you know, it's usually very constructive. So I would say. <laughs> they stopped having us work on projects together when I tried to help you with that poster in elementary school and I tried to make you put glitter on it and you and I had a huge fight over that. Yeah, for some reason I didn't want glitter on my project about football statistics. Who would have guessed that? <laughs> I thought it was a good idea. So I, I wanted to go glitter free on that one and, uh, you know, became an issue. Yeah, we so. had a, that was a big fight. That was probably the biggest fight that we've ever had. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I don't know if there were a lot. You were you know, pretty, you were pretty just, mad at me when I removed that tattoo from your forehead. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, St. Patrick's Day tattoo. It was a temporary tattoo. Yeah, that yeah it wasn't a real head. one. I wasn't joining some like Irish street gang or anything. <laughs> and uh, you had basketball practice or baseball practice, and you didn't want the tattoo on your forehead. So I volunteered, and I didn't know any. I, we were young, like pretty young, right? You were what? A 14 or something. No. <laughs> it was last year. <laughs> no, we were young. You must have been like seven or eight. So I would have yeah. been 10, 11, 12, 12. I guess I would have been 12. <laughs> That's and, um, the math that I thought, but. I didn't know you could like use like a nail polish remover or like a makeup remover. I just went in with a wet rag and scrubbed and I scrubbed all of his skin off. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had like a, a burn up there for a while. <laughs> yeah, so no tattoo, but I did have a mark there. <laughs> it was kind of shaped like a four-leaf clover. Oh, my gosh. Also, I don't think you should use a nail polish remover on someone's face either. Good thing so. I didn't do that to you. I know. I'm a little concerned. You, you saved me. As an adult, you later. thought that was the answer. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time with temporary tattoos. so You never know. I just let them wear off until they're yeah, like, me you too. know, gross are and crusty. Guys, are you guys using a lot of temporary tattoos as adults? I did for my Halloween costume. I had to put on a temporary tattoo. What, what Halloween costume? I was the um, cover. Styles. What? You were Harry Styles. <laughs> no, no, God, no. I was Post Malone, so I was covered in <laughs> tattoos. Um, <laughs> 
No, I was the cover of Blink-182's Enema of the State. She's the nurse with the glove, and she has butterfly tattoos on her arm. Oh. Which, I don't I don't want to say fun, because that doesn't sound right, but uh, interesting. I went to a Halloween party Saturday night, and then I had to go to, my grandma, to the funeral home for my grandma the next day to, to make the arrangements. And I still had all the tattoos on and I kind of forgot about it. And my sleeve kind of lifted up and I had like five butterfly tattoos all on my wrist. And the funeral doctor was like, whoa. So, <laughs> Mom was like, you should have taken them off. I was like, what? I just let them wear off because there's no point. Right. It's but, more. It's way more dangerous to remove them. I will tell you from experience. <laughs> there you go. And then mom was like, well, maybe he was interested. Maybe he'll give us a deal. I was like, all right, let's calm down a notch. But wow. Your mom would. <laughs> I know, because like, also grandma would have appreciated it, to be honest, if we got a deal, so. Your mom so wants you to find love that she is willing anyway. Anybody. <laughs> and not that he was very nice, but um, not my type. I think that's a big part of his job. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Funeral director, he can't be like, can't be like uh, sassy or anything. Oh, he was kind of a... Uh, he was fun for a funeral director, but he did kind of lose me when he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, well, before he was the funeral director, he did, like, makeup and hair for funerals. And he got a little too in detail about it, and I was like, wrong crowd. You're the wrong crowd. Is there a right crowd? I don't know, but it was definitely not my mom and my aunt and my dad. Speaking of, well, no, that's not even a good transition. I'm not even going to act like it's a good transition. <laughs> um, in, You're like, that is false. So in our last, the episode we filmed that you have not heard yet, the one that is not out to the world at this time, mm-hmm. uh, our third episode, we talked about um, Girl Scout Camp. Ooh, yeah. And I know, I know Nicole had questions for you because I was telling her about Girl Scout Camp and how much you were into going to Girl Scout Camp. <laughs> Yeah, I went to Girl Scout camp for a long time. We like went seven or eight summers. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a what was it like a week? Yeah. And basically, I think it came down to um, parent volunteers who didn't have who had sons who didn't have anywhere to send them. Like, got to send their their sons into one group. Um, so there was one boys group at Girl Scout camp. Got it. Really? Okay, that answers wasn't, a lot of questions. Wasn't like a gender identity crisis or anything. I just, but, they just throw you into like a random no, yeah. group. So, and- we had, so I think the other groups were based, broken up based on age, right, for you mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. then the boys was just kind of a free-for-all. Okay, um, that makes more sense. So, um, and instead of us like doing – Lots of arts and crafts. They sent us to the the swimming pool every day and stuff like that. So I don't know. It was fun. I remember uh, I remember it well. You weren't trying I to am- earn things. It wasn't. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. all right. It was just a week of, of fun. So yeah. So uh, all you ladies out there, I um, attended Girl Scout camp and I also took figure skating lessons for a time. So I did know. not know that. Yeah. Was pretty good. So. Oh my gosh! Can you and Hope do a brother sister duet? Well, no, because we I would, would pay good money to see that. 
um, just based on the principles of never doing that. Um, (laughs) But um, I don't think either of us have been on skates in in years, have we? I was on skates like six months ago, but it's okay. Gotcha. (laughs) I'm sorry. My my building put an ice rink out in front of it for a month and a half. So I went skating for Christmas time. Yeah, they don't do that here. No, yeah. I can that be can we use that on your bumble bio? Sure, yeah. If you have uh, access to that, sure. <laughs> Will you give us access? Yeah, definitely. Do you use the dating apps? See, this is a perfect opportunity to put you on spot and ask all the things yes. I've always wanted to ask you. Uh, I'll just I'll just sit here and listen. Yeah, a little bit. I think uh I don't know. It's it's almost like social media, you know, you're seeing a, a snapshot of a person and uh, you're not sure exactly uh, everything. Can I ask a question then? What do girls write like on their bios? Oh my gosh. So the most common one that irks me at this point okay. where it's, I, ho- I hope you like bad girls. Cause I'm bad at everything. <laughs> Oh, rough. <laughs> like, oh, ha, 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 funny. I mean, I get the sarcasticness of it. There's a lot of references to The Office. Um, oh, also, no. I'll swipe right if you have a dog. Um, you know, wholesome stuff like that. Oh, my God. Yeah, we should put everybody on the spot and have them read their bios. Well, because I'll tell you my Tinder bio because it's been my same bio since – the dawn of Tinder is I hate That's everything. That's so sad because it's true. <laughs> I know. It's I hate everything. I hate everything, even this app, which I've never changed it because I still think it's funny and it's true. Do you think that's a good there bio, you. Doug, or would you swipe left? Would you be like, nah? No, he wouldn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I see that sometimes where where people are like, Does someone take sure my bio? I'm, not sure why I'm on here. <laughs> Oh, we know and, why you're on here. Yeah, every guy's always like, "What? What are you looking for?" I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I I could have a whole thing about. I oh think God, Doug, what's yours? Yeah, what's yours? Um, you can pull it up if you need to. It's all right. We don't mind. No, no, no. I, th- I think it's, it's height is important. I guess for for, yeah, for I don't women. Think that either. So I put that in. So Nicole, that's because you're five foot. Everyone's taller than everyone's you. taller than me. So I so literally I think, care just, less. I think it just says six two and then good with Excel. <laughs> it's like that's a, incredible. Like a, like a resume. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I yeah, that all right. <laughs> because I'm not a fan. Ninety <laughs> percent of the guys are like they put their height and then they'll say they like to do outdoorsy things or they like to go on hikes or like you'll like me for my dog and whatever. I'm like, I don't check any of those boxes. So, and now people are starting to put like their political opinions, which I guess is like nice, but then I'm also like that cuts a lot of your audience, but yeah, definitely gives you the, the red flag to avoid. So yeah, either way, whatever you feel it's, you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> is, is the bumble game strong in Kentucky, Doug? Uh, no, no, there's not a lot of people. Just um, the same girls coming back around again. Well, I don't know. I mean, like once you go, once you've already seen them, they don't come back, do they? Unless they make a new account. Is that how I it works? Or, I, yeah. I, I think mean, if you don't like them, they might come back at some point. You definitely run out of people. And it's just like, yeah, there's, I think it says something 
something clever. Let me pull it up. It says, you've gone through all the bees in your area. Oh. Ooh. But that usually is like zero. There's usually zero people on there. <laughs> Just the one girl. You're like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. I was, see, this is why I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. I know. It's rough. <laughs> Though I think if it's I was. Sad. Able, it's actually more sad now than it is anything else. I think I have a screenshot of my bio somewhere because I thought it was so. Oh, my God. It's probably. I do. A screenshot of your bio. All right. Dog, prepare yourself. Not good. What does it's it say? It's not good. It's not good. I'm so let down by it. Oh, I used okay. to think this was good. It literally says, passionate about sports with a baseball and a football emoji. Oh, Travel, music, and my job. Sarcasm is my third language. Never growing out of my Disney obsession. Wow. You like to travel and you like music? Are you, are you if I was a guy, I would instantly be like, no, I can't with her. Well, Jeff swiped right. That's all I know, That's what's funny. Is that how you guys met? Yeah. Did you not know that? We met on Bumble. No, I didn't know that. He sent me, um, I think I recently read them to Nicole, didn't I? You did. And they were like really nice. Yeah, except for Jeff talked about that he was really into Disney, which ended up... Oh, yeah, it was a lie. A lie. <laughs> he also said he was six foot four, but he's really on six foot ten or something. He is a tall dude. He's a very tall ginger. <laughs> so while we're airing um, embarrassing things and grievances, uh, we would also like to discuss uh, the... Uh, I would like to have a serious conversation about um, mom's birthday photo book. Mm, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I love this so much. Um, In our last, this is another thing you didn't know you were going to get hit with because you haven't heard our most recent episode three at the time that we're doing this. Um, We had a whole discussion about uh, gift giving and such. And one of the things that we touched base on was this photo book we made for mom and your note. Yeah. Um, I was given directions to send hope pictures cause she was going to put together a book and uh, for mom for her birthday, which I thought was very nice. And then she said, each of us is going to put a note like from, you know, each kid and, uh, the grand, her granddaughter and, and all that is going to be like in the book. So she, when she looks through, she can see those notes. I took it as like a letter instead of a note, I guess. Just <laughs> so. you wrote like the Magna Carta. You wrote like, <laughs> Magna Carta. you wrote like Shakespeare. It was so aggravating. <laughs> Interesting uh, historical document to choose with the Magna Carta. I know, but, I thought that too. Um, right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think there was uh, a lot to, to put into it. And uh, I mean, I'm glad that I, I did. And uh, I don't know, it seems like it seems like mom uh, liked it from from what you've relayed to me. Well, mom so. loved it. Yours was yours beat up the rest of ours <laughs> by paragraphs. <laughs> so I did. Uh, no, I mean, you read me the other ones. I liked them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I liked them. They were shitty compared to mine. But I like <laughs> just made mine look better. So I loved them. <laughs> but no, um, what's weird is in that book, I guess there's a picture from 
our first day of school when Hope was a senior and I was a freshman. And um, not the matching outfit photo. No, <laughs> no, no. We wore that the first day of school. I would, I would have not made it to second day of school. <laughs> Hope would not have made it to the second day of school. So, but I'm wearing a shirt. Um, mom and dad, I guess mom and dad at some point were like, what do you want to wear to school? And I was like, oh, I want to wear college sports shirts. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> I think they thought it was cool that like, oh, he's into college. Maybe he wants to go one day. <laughs> Here I am. But um, <laughs> so I liked all the weird mascots and stuff. And they wound up getting me a, uh, a WKU football shirt, a Western Kentucky football shirt. And I didn't remember the shirt. I didn't remember the picture until Hope showed it to me. Um, when going through the book, nobody noticed when putting through the books, like, oh, hey, Doug works there and goes to school there now. Like, what are the chances of that? We had no connection to the school, nothing. And it was just like a weird coincidence. So, Well, you were like an idiot savant with school mascots. Like, you, you had a book like growing up, you had a book with all of the schools and their mascots and you knew them all. Yeah. The guy who wrote it signed it for me. Oh my God. <laughs> That's saying you know you're cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he was just excited that somebody bought the book. You <laughs> because you know he told his wife, like, I'm gonna write this book and she's like, Oh sure, honey, I can't wait to read it. And then you bought it. You know, I was so thrilled. I saw like the ping in his email inbox. Like, and there's no, he's not even related to me. I'm so excited. It was it's you as a time traveler in 30 years. <laughs> Actually, could be true. Oh you went back to the past and wrote the book. Another Hallmark movie, huh? There you go. You know me, just trying to write the next script. So, oh, I did not know it was signed, huh? I know. Yeah, but you could do them all. I don't have it, that with me either. It's at home with the yearbooks. So I don't travel with it anymore. Aww. In your back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, I think that book was, well, you were the one that suggested I visit Clemson. That I That's where I ended up going, in case you didn't know I went to Clemson. Uh, <laughs> oh, because Jeff's, I was like, what was that from? No, we were on FaceTime and you said something about Clemson and Jeff just chimes in in case you didn't know she went there. And that's why it was so funny. Well, but no, you're the one that suggested that we even look there for school. And I think nice. that was from your mascot book. Look what you have didn't done. Didn't see any commission on that, but okay. <laughs> write me I'll a write check. You, I'll write Clemson you your University. eight cent check. Yeah. Eight cents. His commission check. That it's only eight cents. You wanted us to. It at all. You wanted us to go to get you a T-shirt. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you got accepted to the University of Louisville, you promptly took all of your clumps and stuff and put it in my room because you would no longer associate with the competitor school. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, time to move on. <laughs> Maybe you really did write that book. What was the author's name? Was it like an anagram for Doug Passioni? <laughs> we gotta go look this up now. I don't remember. You need to text me all the time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me at all that you'd be best friends with the guy who wrote the mascot book. It was literally just a list of mascots, wasn't it? Um, he put in like some origin stories for like why schools have certain mascots and like 
so that some of that stuff was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it was mostly just an encyclopedia of, of college mascots, but, and like Nicole and her, her fake story about the guy, she assumed he had a wife, which I'm going to go 50, 50 on it. 50, 50, if he had a wife or not. <laughs> it's amazing. Full circle. Now you're at Western Kentucky. Do you have any, do you have any like, now that you're a, a grad school student, do you have any like ultimate tips of like how to survive being a grad student? Hold on. Let me write these down. Cause I'm definitely going to need them. Well, I need to go to grad school now. So I know, maybe I, I need them. No, no, I don't. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> take it day by day right now. Um, when your book coming out, grad school yeah. tips, take it day by day. <laughs> the only page in the book. <laughs> I think, I mean, the way we have it set up is, is for me to, to work in the athletic department here during, during the day and then, uh, do classwork at night. So, um, it is busy, but, um, no, I mean, it's a, it's a good mix and uh, the subject matter is, is stuff I'm interested in. So, um, I don't know, it's, uh, it's good to learn and it's good to, um, I don't know, it's a good experience, I would say. So. Well, especially now, because, you know, athletics, events, and COVID are going so great together. Yeah, so we have um, our first team sport is going out. They're going to play on Saturday. The fit are, um, will be our first event since March 12th, I think. First athletic department event. So, um, I don't know, we're, we're giving it a go, and it's, uh, it's exciting to, you know, have kids back on campus and, and, uh, working towards, towards something. So, yeah. uh, women's golf is going to, my God, the spectators, you must really have to work hard to cut the attendance list down. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. For, for women's golf. I mean, I'm um, sure those are sold I out. Don't know. I don't know what they're doing for spectator wise. Um, I don't, I don't Do think they? the golf, the golf clubs are doing, um, spectators at this time, but, do they do spectators normally? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Um, I, don't I mean, think that's it's not to like, throw shade. I just. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I don't think they charge admission or anything. I think it's if you want to come out and watch. Um, I'm going to get bit in the butt someday and I'm going to have kids and one of them is going to be a collegiate golf Here's my player. problem. You have to be really quiet if you're watching golf, which I don't think it's going to work for me. <laughs> I can't golf or fish. Those are the two things you have to be really quiet for. Like tennis when they're playing, I guess. But oh, that's true. Chess, right, well, that, probably. that off the list. Chess, they don't want you to be yelling or anything. Nicole would end up with a kid that plays chess. Oh my, do you have to be quiet during chess? I mean, prob- probably. <laughs> do you think I have to understand chess? No. Okay, thank God. Cause... You don't have to play against him. That's what the computer's <laughs> Big Red is from Earth. He's he's very down to earth, so he's no alien. He's like a red cotton ball. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know the kid? Do you know the kids that play him? Yeah, they're. Um, I think there's like four or five. Um, okay. They're on. Eh, no. <laughs> um, they're. Uh, I want, uh, they're on uh, some kind of aid as well for, for doing it. I think they get like some kind of uh, aid and then stipend for, for what they're doing. But yeah, you get to be big red. 
Did did you look up Big Red? I did, and he's so much funnier than I even anticipated him looking like. We'll drop a picture of him on our Instagram. He kind of looks a little bit like a frog, is the vibe I'm getting. His face. Oh. It's very, like, frog-like. He likes to... The the mouth, he, like, takes the ball and puts puts a bunch of, like... (laughs) volleyballs and stuff in his mouth or like takes people's stuff and puts in oh them. yeah there's literally a picture of him putting pom-poms in his mouth it's very, it's very hungry oh he's a do they like dress do they dress them up at holidays that's like one of my favorite things about mascots is when places like dress them up for christmas or dress them up for halloween or dress them up for fourth um, of july yeah Does he wear we outfits had a, we had a women's basketball game for halloween last year he was a ninja turtle I think Ooh. I don't know which one, but the turtle like uh, shape. So he, yeah, Big Red was a ninja turtle for that, and then I don't know about any of the other sports or any of the holidays. Uh, having him dressed up, but he's they very, have a suggestion uh, box. Can we put that in the suggestion box? Costumes. Sure, sure. Is he going to wear a mask? Yeah, uh, he has worn a mask as well. Um, so he's he's follow, following protocol. <laughs> I think that's one of the most amazing things is all these pictures are coming out of these mascots wearing these like giant masks that I can imagine some poor intern somewhere had to figure out how do we make the mask to fit the red blob or how do we make the mask to fit the tiger or like whatever the mascot is. I can just imagine. They're running down to Joanne's trying to get fabric and stitching. In the- <laughs> you, guys you guys don't make, make them for this sized head. Like, come on. Exactly. Like calling their mothers and being like, hey, mom, third day of my internship. <laughs> Does anyone have a pattern for a mask to fit a? Well, I'm thinking of this, the, um, who, the Nats, their mascots, are are they all the presidents? It's actually a bird, isn't it? Yeah, so they have screeches, like the- so like an eagle, but then they have the, the racing president. Yeah, the racing so president. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, which is hysterical. If you've ever watched a Nats game, it's so funny. Um, cause a lot of times you think their head's just going to fall right off, but I'm just thinking of like those are trying to actually make a mask cause it's an actual person head for those. Well, in full circle, one of the games that we went to when you worked in the minor league team that we were talking about earlier, they, it was, uh, uncle slam's birthday. <laughs> and so what they did was they brought mascots from all over. So it was like other sports teams. It was local businesses, mascots, like the Geico Gecko was there, which is my worst nightmare. Um, <laughs> like, I hate that guy. Oh my God, I, we keep learning things about each other on this. I, he's one of my two, three irrational fears. I hate that. And I hate the word Gecko for some reason. So he was there. And then the boy scouts sent their mascot. And I have a photo on my Instagram. It's one of my proudest Instagram photos I've ever taken. They did a base running thing where all the mascots raced around the bases, and there was this fox that was the Boy Scouts mascot. Yeah, that was my. And he, so they all take off through first base. The fox trips on first base and just face plants straight down. <laughs> and I have a photo of him just flat on the ground, and everybody running past him, and it's amazing. And then he got up, and his head fell off. <laughs> And then he put his head back on and then his pants fell down. And then like, it was, do you, do you even remember this? Doug? That was probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah. I can say those, uh, I would say that that was probably just somebody like who had to get put in the suit, but 
the other team I worked for was a triple A team. It was a much, uh, much more developed funded. operation. <laughs> yeah. Funded, funded operation. operation. Since the team had gotten to their new stadium, I think it was like in 2000, they had had the same guy play their mascot. Um, so he had been there for like 20 years and was like pretty well known for doing it. Um, and, you know, he was a administrator in a high school at the same time. <laughs> so during the day he was a high school administrator and then at night he was the mascot. But at one point we had a game where there was an issue on the field, like some call and the manager, the the coach freaked out and yelled at the umpire and got thrown out of the game. And on his way out, he wound up taking the trash can out of the dugout and throwing it onto the field. Which so you then, had to clean up. <laughs> yeah, I have to go pick that stuff up. So, and then n- between the next half inning, the mascot goes out and is throwing t-shirts to the fans in the stands. And he has them in this little bucket um, that he's holding all the t-shirts in. So once he runs out of t-shirts, he goes up to the umpire, like acts like he's all angry storms off and then throws the little bucket onto the field. (laughs) The umpire did not think that was funny and wound up throwing the mascot out. (laughs) And like the guy had to give him an apology the next day. Like, like the front office brought him in and was like, Hey, you need to apologize to this umpire. Like he's pretty upset. (laughs) Wow. What a, what a world. I can't imagine. So. You worked at the best places. Your places rival my places. That's <laughs> gonna say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I wonder how many mascots have been thrown out of a sports event ever. That would probably be a short list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yours, right there on top. It is funny though. Like I think that's funny. You know, the umpire didn't. But again, again, I don't think umpires have a great sense of humor. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, there's no one's there to cheer for them. So <laughs> yeah, no one really. They're on edge already. So. I would be the most nervous umpire. Be like, do you think that was a good call? I don't know. Like, I would never know. That was always like one of the things that made well, it has made me laugh about working in you know collegiate sports again. Is like the men's basketball games. Like, you know, we have all these cops to protect the umpires, and then like the umpires are like, the minute the game's done, they're gone, getting put into cars, send them off. Especially if the home team loses. But with women's games, it's like the you know they're like chilling and having a great time, and they're like, no, we don't care. And I'm like, I love this. <laughs> We're here, and there's like one cop for all of the umpires. <laughs> like it's fine. I guess they're not called umpires in basketball; they're called refs, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sports. See, guys, I'm really passionate about sports. (laughs) Really, you should put that on your resume. I'm really passionate about sports. It was in my bubble bio, so obviously. Oh, that's right. I forgot. But wait, it was baseball and football. I just said. Well, I had those emojis, but I said passionate about sports, so I should know the difference between an umpire and a ref. So there we go. We got you, Jeff. So what do you? So, buddy, we have decided. Nicole and I were like, what do we want to do if we ever have guests on the podcast? And one of the things we touched on was you told like some stories of your life where you thought things were organized and choreographed and they ended up being chaos. Uh, We also figured we should come up with some type of like deeper question. Guess who thought of the question before? Just guess. 
Um, the internet? No. <laughs> Between oh, the two uh, of us. Was it Hope? How did you get yes. that right? <laughs> so we figured, are you prepared? We're going to ask you a very deep question now. So if you need to take a minute, we can like play some Jeopardy music or sing and then or whatever. the question that I wanted to ask, which is not a deep question. Okay, there we go. So my deep question for all of our future guests are, if you could travel back exactly a year in the past, so today is so we're filming this on September 1st, 2020. So September 1st, 2019. What advice would you give yourself? Whoa. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think so. If we're looking at it, um wow, September uh <laughs> last year. So I will uh, I started here like at the end of July, um, was just getting into into it. So if I look at it broken down by six months, six months would be September to March. Um, and then shortly into March, um, things sort of uh, went went sideways around the world. So if I look at that as my, my first segment, I would just say to not take, you know, the day-to-day stuff for granted, um, you know, because come next week, you know, in March, um, it's going to be a very different world where, you know, w- you don't have those things um, that you're used to on a daily basis and life is going to change significantly. Um, so the stuff that seems tedious and like miserable or, you know, repetitive um, is stuff that, you know, is something you're going to miss come, you know, post pandemic, uh, post COVID, uh, world. So I think that for the first six months and then from there, from March to, um, you know, I would tell myself from March to September, what needs to, you need to think about is that I think there's been a lot of focus, um, you know, from a political standpoint and a business standpoint and, social standpoint to try and get back to where we were before a pandemic or before COVID. But, um, I think the, the reality is that, you know, that's gone. Um, and what we need to do is, is move forward. So I think the advice I would give is just, you know, process that we're not going backwards. We can't go back to where we were. Um, and that we need to, you know, start, moving forward, um, in, in daily life, um, you know, as this with the, the new reality. And then the other thing would be that, um, you know, with us being, you know, sent home and, and having to stay at home for, for so long and, um, you know, changing our work style and all that, we had an opportunity to sort of stop and look at some of the issues we have or, um, you know, some of the, the problems we're seeing in society or, or personally and kind of magnify, you know, what those were and, um, you know, work towards towards changing them. So I guess the other advice would be that as much as, you know, I'm just some grad student in Kentucky, you know, I can be part of making a, a change for the better 
um, for, for, you know, for, for everybody. Um, so, um, I guess those would be the three things. God. Um, and, uh, yeah. you're getting your masters and I'm not, Beautiful. Was, I was expecting <laughs> you to give us kind of like a funny answer. Cause you're a, you're a king of comedy. Um, you know, Doug is probably like the number one person that can make me laugh. And I was expecting you to have a funny answer and you just took us to church. I know that was, uh, can we vote for you for president? Like buddy, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know about that, but no, I mean, I think I've, uh, I think we've all had a lot of time to think about, uh, a lot of different things. So, um, and how much life has changed. So, um, and it's, you know, it's not something that we can really blame anybody for. It's kind of something that's out of our control and, um, you know, we can just react to it. So we get to choose how, how we react to it. I think that was so beautifully said. Yay. 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 All right, Nicole, ask your queen. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Michael, Michael's just like, we should ask people. It's like, what's your go-to shower song? <laughs> no. Shower song? Yeah. Do you have like a song that you always like put on like a shower playlist or like a song that you Is are this like? such a change in direction? <laughs> That's why it's like, I hate to do it now, but. You play music in the shower, isn't it? You don't. Can't you not hear it? You don't just like play never... it from your phone? No, I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, well then, my question's pointless. Um, shower song. Never mind. Yeah, no. Like a song you play when you're getting ready. Okay, that could work. Oh. Before you go um, out in Kentucky. Your pump up jam. Or, yeah, before I go out in Kentucky. Um, I don't know why, but like recently I have started listening to like some Billy Joel mm. um, and I think scenes from an Italian restaurant is, is a, is a fantastic song. I my favorite Billy Joel song. The reason I like jump to that when it's, when I need to, to get ready or, or do something. So that's an that's excellent answer. There we go. Hope looks very bad. Hope's not a fan. She's like, who's Dougie fresh. And what is that? <laughs> do you know that song? Hope? I don't. Oh, if you heard it, you would maybe know it. I'll have to go do research. On yeah, it. it's an it's an excellent song. You when we were talking, you mentioned homecoming earlier when we all went. You you were seniors, you were freshmen. We went to homecoming, and that was the peak of Nicole's party pump it. That was it was our it? senior homecoming. Yeah, you blacked it out because you had to wear a tie. Uh, yeah. What was? It was another occasion we were color coordinated. Just. <laughs> How do you remember that? <laughs> I wore, I don't know. I don't, what was our senior homecoming? Why am I not remembering that? Help. Like what, what we what we did or what the theme was? Because I couldn't tell you what the theme the was. Th- no, I didn't even know we had a theme. There was a theme. Yeah, we decorated the stairwell. <laughs> Doug and I were like, there's a theme. It just, homecoming, had a, <laughs> homecoming had a theme. We used to decorate stairwells. Oh, but you used with <laughs> We did not. No, I dragged Nicole, so Nicole definitely did. I did. Um, um, no, I we it was at my our house. We did the pictures there, and then we went to Olive Garden. Who did? Doug it? went. Douglas. There's pictures of the three of us together. Uh, I'm gonna see. That's we're gonna have to put that on Instagram. Is the pictures? We're gonna have to find that picture. So I can remember. That's okay. Because <laughs> all three of us are color. You wore gray. 
Me? Doug was in black. Yeah. I, that was a really cute dress. Yes, I do remember this. Should have just started with the fashion. Yeah, the three of us were color coordinated. That's so cute of us. <laughs> Doug's like, delete those photos. I got to go home and burn all the originals. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for your outro help, Doug. I don't know. You guys don't have like a, some like play on your name? No. <laughs> I think this is. It's like a what, what did you work at? The one, I can only think of one A. It's not right. Single A. Single A. We're a low single A production. Yeah, that's exactly what we are. We're the raccoons in this relationship. <laughs> the raccoons. The cage is open and we're just trying to hold on, man. All right. Well, I guess we will wrap it up. Thank you so much. Yes, thank Doug. you. This is so fun. Yeah. No, I had fun. I appreciate it. Um, and we I'll uh, it. I'll be listening. So uh, you know, be 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 easy on be easy on me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll that. We'll we'll be easy on you. We want you to come back again. Well, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, Just, he's uh, willing. Yay! Let me know. It's recorded forever, Doug. Just so you know. Yikes. The library, <laughs> Yikes. Library, of, library of Congress. That's how we end our episodes. Yikes. <laughs> well, until we come up with an official outro. Bye. Cry somewhere else. Snip, snip. <laughs>